Welcome to the Good Shepherd New York podcast. Good Shepherd New York is a community helping New Yorkers embody the love of Christ for the good of our neighbors. For more information, go to goodshepherdnewyork.com. May you be filled with curiosity, grace, and peace as we listen and learn together through this sacred text. And now a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning once again. My name is Michael Redzina. I'm one of the pastors here at Good Shepherd New York, and it really is my honor to be able to introduce to you our guest preacher for the day, the Reverend Dr. Michael Battle. He is the Herbert Thompson Professor of Church and Society here at General Theological Seminary in Chelsea. He's also the director of the Desmond Tutu Center. He has a unique relationship to Desmond Tutu. He spent a couple of years with him, was ordained by him, and even had his uh, marriage or his wedding officiated by him. He has a very brilliant mind. He studied at uh, Duke and then studied at uh, Princeton and Yale, uh, earning uh, different master's degrees. And then finally uh, did his PhD uh, at Duke once again, only this time in ethics and theology. He has a rich ministry uh, career and pedigree, uh, ministering in places like North Carolina and Durham, uh, on the West Coast in California, and also in South Africa. We're really honored to have him today, and I know you'll be blessed by him, so give a warm ear and an open heart to the Reverend Dr. Michael Battle. It's a pleasure to finally be with you, Good Shepherd, even if it is virtually. As I think about our um, residual Easter season this fifth Sunday of Easter in the church's calendar, and as I think about the scripture lessons for the day, I'm strangely reminded of my exercise routine. Yes, my exercise routine. You heard me right. Since I live in New York City, in which I find the most important place to exercise is Central Park, I've made that my routine. So I ride my bike to a conspicuous bike post where I can secure my bike 
Then I set out to do my run. Now, now a Martian looking at what I'm doing as running may scratch his head and may not think it's running, but for my 57-year-old black body, I think I am running. And the best part of the run is what I see. The white grandma whirling past me, the Asian college students running with high-tech gear like Apple Watches and noise-canceling AirPods. New York elite pushing a baby stroller, but no baby inside, only a Pembroke Welsh corgi who even has the nerve to bark at me. So how in the world does my frolicking through Central Park relate to this residual Easter season and our scripture passages for today? The short answer is love. The longer answer is in the question, how to see God. Now, the writer of 1 John puts it this way, those who say, I love God, while hating brothers and sisters are liars. And those who do not love a brother or sister whom they can see, they have a big problem when it comes to love. And just think about it again. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. That is a big punch. And we need to understand the effects. And I don't know about you, but it's scary to really think and feel these words. I would much rather go on with business as usual running through Central Park with my stereotypes of people. And by the way, stereotypes makes it, each, makes it much easier to hate. I would much rather continue getting myself annoyed with dogs and baby strollers and struggling with my black, mostly out of shape, 57-year-old male body. And after all, I'm a priest, so I have this authority, at least I think I have this authority transferred onto me that most people think I know how to love God, this love thing. But that's dysfunctional. And what I've learned in scripture is that if you look at people like Philip and the lesson of Acts, Philip had to learn himself a dysfunction that he was carrying. And so an angel says, to Philip, hey, listen, go down to this road called the Wilderness Road. It's the road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. And I want you first to get up, Philip, the angel says. And I want you to hit this road similar to me hitting the Central Park Road. And then the strange part occurs. The angel says to go over and join this Ethiopian eunuch not strange that it's an Ethiopian eunuch, it's strange about the specificity of naming this person as an Ethiopian eunuch. You see in scripture, crowds are around Jesus, a woman touches Jesus' clothes, there's a woman at the well. Even though the woman at the well would probably take me to task and say, well, that's specificity because I'm a Samaritan. But the point is, Usually in scripture, you don't get the specificity of an Ethiopian eunuch. 
It's similar to in the news. For example, the news usually has this man robbed a bank or this woman sang this magnificent opera. But when you say a black man robbed a bank or Kathleen Battle, a black opera singer, won this opera competition, you move out of what's generic as man or woman. And it's not by accident because the public usually has, a as a default mode, a white identity as man and woman. And so what I learned from Philip's encounter with the specificity of an Ethiopian eunuch is an epiphany. Philip would have never known this Ethiopian eunuch unless the spirit nudges Philip to see closer and more deeply. But oftentimes we are voyeuristic and we sit on the sidelines as we judge people like Flannery O'Connor's short story, Revelation, in which the main character, Ruby Turpin, judges so hard that she condemns white people as white trash simply by looking at the brand of tennis shoe they wear. Well, it was the Holy Spirit who moved to nudge Philip to look closer, to see the specificity of a human being. So how in the world does Philip's frolicking from Jerusalem to the Gaza Strip relate to this residual Easter Sunday morning, the fifth Sunday? Well, I think the short answer is love, and I think the longer answer is how to see God. The answer is, whoever does not know God, for God is love, can actually know God by loving. The answer, to put it positively, is that God makes us conscious of God's presence, moves us beyond our ignorances, and helps us to see people as God's image. And this is good news, wonderful news, because it gives us this CSI evidence as to where God is, where to find God. God is love. And here is the proof of God's existence. If we love one another, God lives in us. And God's love is perfected in us. And here is more good news. This, this black body, 57-year-old who has trouble running up hills, naturally stereotypes. But when I start to seek for God, I am seeking to love, to move closer, to see a person in that person's specificity but I wouldn't do it without the Holy Spirit who tells me to get out of bed, to go and exercise, to remove the scales from my eyes and to see persons instead of objects and things. First John puts it this way, by this we know that we abide in God and God in us because God has given us God's very spirit. And Jesus says directly to us in our gospel, abide in me as I abide in you. 
Does all this theology seem like gobbledygook? Well, maybe it is, especially if we think we can define God without love, especially if we think the default setting for being human is to be white. But let us not end on a bad note. Let us stay with the good news. The reason I can now run through Central Park with less complaints about who I see is because of the Holy Spirit nudging me to see better, to actually be able to see the image of the invisible God. God bless you. Go in the world and love. Thank you for listening to the Good Shepherd New York podcast. Good Shepherd New York is an interdenominational church centered around the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Our church is theologically rooted in the Apostles and Nicene Creeds, but we welcome people of any or no religious backgrounds to participate in our community. If you would like to support us, please text Good Shepherd NY, all lowercase with no spaces, to 77977. That's Good Shepherd NY to 77977. Or visit our website, goodshepherdnewyork.com. Thank you for listening.